Welcome to the Imperfect Parent Podcast, and I'm an imperfect parent. The pressures from all directions to be perfect can be overwhelming. They come from family, friends, social media, and can be very difficult to deal with, especially if you feel like you're on this journey alone. Well, that ends here. You are not alone, and together we will become a village and community by building strong foundations in which the relationships with ourselves and our family can be built on. I'm going to share with you the stories and knowledge of parents, professionals, and authority figures who have been there or have the knowledge, tools, and resources you need to find out what works, what doesn't, and what's next. So let's go. We got this. All right, everyone. Welcome back to the Imperfect Parent Podcast, and I'm an imperfect parent on a journey to find out what works, what doesn't, and what's next. Today is going to be all of those. I got this guy on here, and... I was a little bit nervous before the show. I'm not going to lie. You know, I've been wanting to talk with this guy. I binged, binge listened his podcast last week. And, you know, I was trying to think up all the best questions and everything, but I have a feeling he's going to take this in some directions. And yeah, I'm just excited for this conversation. Welcome, Angelo. It's so good to have you here. Oh, my friend, Wayne. It's a great pleasure to be here. And I surrender to you, my friend. I, you're, I, you lead the dance on your show. So my friend, who knows where you're going to take me? I'm more nervous than you are. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. You know, like, I I don't want to start off with the, the traditional, let's tell me a little bit about your backstory, Angelo. Like, you know, I want to know, like, who is Angelo today? Like, who is Angelo Cisco right now and in this moment? I'm a culmination of everything that I've experienced on top of everything that I've been able to do to take every experience and look at it as from a lens of it all happened for me and none of it happened to me. That is, you know, a, a very, you know, sort of philosophical way to look at it. Yet right now I'm 37 years old. I reside in San Clemente, California, with his, uh, which is the most southern city in Orange County. My family and I moved here just over a year ago. We, we got here in June from Chicago. I lived in Chicago my entire life, pretty much in a one-mile radius. In the 2010 to 2020 decade, I owned O'Hare CrossFit. And that was a very beautiful time for me. I lost 100 pounds doing CrossFit on my own in 2009. And then that catapulted in a training career. And so I started training people outside at a park. And then I rented a racquetball court space for about 13 to 14 months. Decided it was time for me to go out and really it was ready to, to be its own entity. And then... I had a beautiful decade being under the identity of a CrossFit strength and conditioning coach. And right before my son was born in September of 2019, I realized that I smoked the CrossFit identity to the filter and what was going to be the next joint for me to light. And Alpha Hippie was already in progress due to my passion of my own inner journey and alpha hippie is the identity that i gave myself when i started digging into intentional self-development or self-actualization work that i would say really began in 2014 as a way to really help me understand business better and be a better businessman that's what really allowed me 
to, or propelled me, should I say, to be willing to let go of limiting beliefs and also learning, being open to learning new skills or new ways of life because I was so committed to the business growing that I was very open to letting go of things. And Alpha Hippie was just, it was my passion project. I started the podcast before I moved out here and all that good stuff. So here I am today. I have a beautiful wife. Uh, We've been married almost four years. It'll be four years in December. My son will be two in two weeks. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Like I always have this quote kind of pinned up on my board here. It says entrepreneurship is the fastest path to therapy that you didn't know you were signing up for. (laughs) Like you mentioned, you know, once you dove into that, it just started propelling you to like self-growth and everything. And, and yeah, I've, I've found that same thing, you know, just in this little project of mine. (laughs) Absolutely. I truly believe that any committed role or relationship will do that. And what I mean by that is once we're committed in something, the issues are never, should be never above the commitment. So for me, before I was married, I was committed to my business. And so any of my own stuff did not, well, it did in the very beginning until I learned this, did not Nothing went above the gym. And then I became married. And then the things that I held on to, limiting beliefs, anything like that, or lack of skills in a true partnership, I was happy to let go of for the sake of my marriage. Then I became a father. And now this is another level of commitment that I'm learning. And so every day I'm learning something new and letting go of some belief. It is right? First, I have to let go of belief. So there's room for something. And then I am playing this game in real time now as a father. And that's, you know, where I'm spending a lot of focus and time besides business and all that other stuff. Those struggles are real though. Like the, the keeping those commitments, like you said, the business, the marriage, the child, like it just keeps on elevating. And and to hold that one at the top is, is, a struggle and and what I try to like you try and keep it at the top as hard as you can and I'd I'd like to know you know dive into that a bit like what what do you do to keep it there <laughs> yes first and foremost the, the name of your show is perfect right the imperfect parent and oftentimes <laughs> I've experienced high performers struggling and actually accepting the human side of us all and that is for me the usually where I struggle is letting accepting that I mess up, but it doesn't make me or I fail. I'm not a failure though, right? There's this, you know, and Barty has a great quote is we chase perfection knowing farewell that it's unattainable. But on the way to chasing perfection. We catch excellence. And I often find when people attach their identity to perfection, they do not show up because it's too much pressure or they self-sabotage themselves from putting out anything. And for me, I, I love striving that way. And does my ego get in the way sometimes of me accepting my humanness? Yes. That's why I have a beautiful wife. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To remind to remind me 
that I get to be human too in this life because my inner voice and the way I was brought up being, you know, what I, what I quote sometimes being human was not very accepted. It was, you know, I come from a, a tougher uh, mentality where besides my father, even the other male mentors that I've had, it was you show up and you deliver or you, you suck, you know? And so I have that sort of programming in my brain. And so it's just the harmonizing of that because also too, the father represents that masculine energy, which is safety and also advancement where the mother represents a nurture, which is accepting, but also keeps you where you are. Before you go any further, I I'm so glad you brought this up so soon. Like it, I've listened to lots of your podcasts already and and you talk about that masculine and feminine energy and and let let's dive into that a little bit right off the bat here and and fill us in what you because your take on it was so was so cool. <laughs> and sure. I've never, yeah, and I've never I've never thought about it like that. Like you mentioned how when you say feminine energy or masculine energy it just brings up those thoughts and those feelings and people of, you know, well, I'm not going to be feminine because I'm not putting on no dress. Like, but it's not that, you know, and, and, you know, I just like you to dive in there and, and unpack that a little bit for us. When I say masculine and feminine, oftentimes where people resort to is a idea of gender identification. What I'm talking about is energetic frequencies. And the truth is, is that a true a self-actualized person is able to access, understand, be aware, and give themselves and live in both frequencies. And why is this is so important is because one, it removes dependencies. If a man is unable to get in touch with his feminine energy, he becomes reliant or dependent on it. Now, when we're born, we get it from our mamas unconditionally. That is their job. Okay. Then we grow up, and if you do not learn how to give it to yourself, you cast the woman that gives it to you. And when you're dating, when you're courting, and when you first get married, she more than likely could fill that cup for you, fill that void for you. So many men still don't realize that they can't give it to themselves. Yet the second a child comes in and now she gives it to the child the, the child, and not so much the father, that is usually where men start using or start rebelling in their marriage, which it could be porn addiction, alcoholism leads to cheating. And also too, what I call is like, how many fantasy football leagues can you really be in? You're trying just to numb, right? Like some sort of numbingness of this, right? These are the, the signs that someone may be doing this. And what I really love the most, and I want to bring this up, is culture has also created healthy yet sane energy that I just said ways of doing this. So if I said I worked all the time, 
people wouldn't think that that was bad, yet that is me running from my lack of serving my nurture. If I said, ooh, I work out all the time now instead of watching or instead of doing drugs, I replaced my extreme behavior that my nervous system just wants a hit. Now I did it with an acceptable drug versus an unacceptable drug. And so what I really love people to know is the masculine energy is about advancement and also taking action. Women, you better embody it, women, or you'll be dependent on a man. The easiest ways for a lot of people to tell that they don't have a good relationship with their masculine energy is oftentimes with their relationship with money. Because I said safety, which money is just a symbol of safety and security. And oftentimes people say, oh, it's about the money. No, no, no. If I trust myself and I trust in life, money is only a number and a symbol. If I don't trust myself and I don't trust in life, money becomes this noun, right? Money becomes a lot of people's God because they don't have faith. And then if I'm not able to access my heart, which is more than often the nurture accepting side of me, I do not take care of myself. I burn out. Anyone ever have burnout, it's because you haven't given yourself feminine energy. If a, if a man was able to step into his feminine, he wouldn't burn out as often or as frequently. Now, don't get me wrong. Do I like having my wife being able to fill that cup if I can't do it? Yes. Dependency versus preference is the game. You want to be, you want to prefer it yet you don't want to need it. Yeah. Well, even even being just aware of it, you know, like <laughs> some guys don't even know that they need it or if that's why they're getting there or why they're struggling or why they're pushing themselves so hard. They've just, you know, they've just been pushed in that masculine energy for so long. It's all they know. And they don't know that some of their struggles are because of that missing feminine. Yes. Every person on earth should know how to hold a paintbrush and use a sword metaphorically, right? Because the feminine is an artist and the masculine's a hunter, the killer. And we must be able to have both because without both, we lack harmony. Yep. And and it's not all the time. Like you talk about, you know, using music to get you to that place and and you know when you want to go to work and get done and and be the hunter and the beast. You know, you get into that masculine and you use that music to get you there. And then as you're coming home from work and you need to transition into that nurturing, caring, you know, supportive person as you're walking in that door to see the wife and kids to, to get you that fit more feminine energy and then adapt to the into there and just make like I've, I've been trying it over the last week and I'm not there by any means, but I've been like playing with the ideas of trying to get my energy back and forth like that just to find my groove it's kind of cool angelo i'm not gonna lie <laughs> no absolutely i walk to work listening to i'm a 90s guy right yeah yeah I listen to some hardcore rap when i'm coming home i got taylor swift on and 
you know, and just, just for example, and, and this is why when I we went back to this, music is frequency. Yes. Yeah. So if I'm talking about energetic frequency, why wouldn't I use something that could connect me to that type of frequency rather quickly? And that's why often, too, when people see, especially in our generation, uh, remember parental advisory and like, you know, <laughs> even right, even going <laughs> yeah. back to like Elvis and things of that nature, that is why so much governance usually goes into what music gets put out and people see and why people get nervous about it, because it actually has so much more influence. Power. Yes. Than people actually know when Elvis was swinging his hips and doing all that, the powers that be were worried about a more free, more sexual culture being looked at as okay. And they didn't want that because a more liberated version of people, more free aversion is a less controllable version. <laughs> yeah, we, we better not go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> no, 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 but I'm just, I'm just stating, like, think about that, like, throughout history, just with music, and no wonder why it's had such a close eye from more than just the music industry. Like, I'm an artist, and I'm going to create music. No, music really shapes people because it's a frequency Words are often rhyming or melodic, so it's really easy to remember. It creates a spell on top of it. And so it's such a, you know, and I grew up in a household where music was a very big deal. And so I've always loved music. And then now as I've grown older, I see how much real influence it has on myself, even in the moment of changing a song. So are you careful with the music that you actually like input in? You don't just turn on the radio and listen to whatever's on the radio, I would imagine. I try not to be such a, a weirdo about things. My, like I said, my wife helps me be a little human. Yet when, you know, when I'm in my, my work mode and things of that nature, I'm very intentional with things that way because I know that the way I listen to a song and can become present with a song will then give me, when that song is over, I, my energy will shift towards whatever input I have. And that's why I become very selective with things of that nature. Well, from what I see, like, you're actually pretty intentional about all your inputs, like, like everything, using it to, as a tool to better you with like all your inputs, like you want to break that down a little bit, like you're pretty healthy. You're like, you got, what keeps you at top Angelo form? <laughs> What drives me is because I'm a coach and a guide. Nothing coaches like authenticity. And even too, as a business person, you know, like when, when people are like how sales or anything like that, the only objections you ever buy are the ones that you bought. <laughs> right. And so, you know, when it comes down to those things, what I really strive for is to be the thing that that I guide people to be. I want to I want to walk the walk so that I feel qualified to teach the walk. I'm not going to lie, it's a, it's a lot of pressure. And yet at the same time, I believe that's why I'm here. Yeah, I, it's very emotional about this, you know, bro. I mean, this is this is why I'm here. 
and I have been created to carry the weight. So bring it to me. Yeah. So, okay, let's, let's do it then. Like what you got the alpha hippie. We haven't even mentioned the name yet. The alpha hippie, like you, you got your partner and a program and, and coaching the men to be like the pros and the Kings. Like, I just love it. You know, dive in, explain it to us, drop, drop it. <laughs> alpha hippie is the, the, the name of our company and our podcast and our coaching program that we have for men. And our focus is helping men go pro and what this really comes back to is when I was a young boy, I didn't know if I wanted to be, you know, uh, like a certain thing. Yet what I wanted to do is just be a man, a free, unapologetic, authentic man, and not free of jealousy, free of comparison. You know, like well, my favorite thing is, like what my son, like, what do you want to wear today? And he just goes and grabs the most random stuff and thinks that that's cool. That's why I really wanted to be as a man. You know what I mean? And, and experience life that way. I really trust that all of us seek that, men and women. Yet for me, I do not feel qualified at this moment to to coach women because I have not experienced women. I don't know. I, I mean, I haven't experienced being a woman. I don't know what it's like to go through, get a period. I don't know what it's like to do all those things, to have pregnancy. I, and I'm not going to pretend like I do, right, to me, because that's hypocritical. But do I know what it's like to go through puberty? Do I know what it's like to want to masturbate every 15 minutes? Do, you know what I mean? Do I know what it's like to, to have anger, to have shame, to, to go through a lot of these things that men go through, to go through wanting to make the money and then finding out that once you made the money, it's not that great anyway. Yeah. Do I know those things? Do I know the pressure of, of what a lot of men go through in that psychology? Absolutely. So I feel more than qualified. Was I, and I, you know, I was a, a overweight most of my life. I was not the, the guy that thrived in a lot of situations as a young man. My dad was in prison for 11 years, the entire 90s, from when I was five till I was 16. So imagine your dad going to prison before you go right before you start kindergarten and he comes home and you're about to get your license you just got your license like oh god you know what i mean just like what that's like and i got my first job when i was 10 years old i worked hard my whole life i was never a stud athlete i was never you know the in shape cool kid that used to hop fences i was the fat slow kid that walked around like i have experienced the other side enough to do that. And then I've grown into and, and actually created this person that you're talking to with a lot of intention and choice. And if we're not making our own choices, someone's making them for us. So you might as well make them. If you feel me, King? And, and, and that's what I help a lot of men see and understand in their life. You know, there's you know, the, the name of your show is The Imperfect Parent, right? So you could be a father. 
You have roles in our lives, father, husband, business owner, or whatever you do for a job, right? Anything like that. Yet underneath all of those masks is a man. So my theory is if I can get the guy before he puts on the mask to be a professional, to show up, take care of his duties, responsibilities, and commitments to himself and others, learn how to take care of himself, nurture himself, recognize himself, then the roles are just skills, which is something that you learn over time, yet that underneath of self-esteem and dignity is all you need. And then you could go learn a new skill. And imagine how much easier those skills are when you got the core and the the man behind it all solid. That's it. Get a solid foundation. Tell me what you can't do, right? Like, I mean, every, uh, learn, you know, think about all these things. Like I was in fitness. If you sleep like crap, eat like crap, don't hydrate, like basic lifestyle stuff, no training program I could ever write you was going <laughs> to save you, right? Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm just like, all these guys are trying to learn how to be businessmen. They want to learn how to be fathers. They want to learn how to be husbands. Just be a killer, man. And then usually everything figures itself out. The rest will play it itself out to the better of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What do you see in the men that show up? Like what's, what's some of the biggest struggles that are holding men back or that haven't allowed them to get to that, to that man behind the, all the masks? Like, because I know from my personal experience, I've worn a mask as the man, you know, like, oh, this mask, this is the man, you know, like, but now that in the last year and a half or so, I've been digging pretty deep and starting to, you know, dig some stuff up and realize that those were just masks. Like, so I don't know. What what are your thoughts, Angela? Like, I don't. First, most men do not really realize they're men. Just because physically your body grows does not mean emotionally, mentally, and spiritually you do. And when people talk about toxic masculinity, I often say, why don't you just stay underdeveloped or just boy psychology? Because that is usually a lot better than shaming someone to help them grow, right? Like that's that's first. Like if I went home and go, honey, you're a terrible wife, but I want you to be better. That's not going to help her, right? Shame is a great tactic long-term. Believe me, if it was, I would a quarter of the money I spent on learning all this crap, okay? Because if shame worked, my dad would have been father of the year, 37 years running, and God damn it, no way, okay? <laughs> and so, you know, when, when, when men come to me, they're from one or two sides, usually. They're hyper-doers, hyper-performers. And what they usually need to do is slow down enough that they can learn how how to get to their heart. Because more than likely, they've been doing so much, 
they are not aligned with their heart anymore. Then some people come to me and there's so much in their heart that they don't do. They don't know what it's like to take those risks. They don't know what it's like to really trust themselves. They're the guy with 10 seconds to go on the clock and they want to pass the ball. And so I help those guys not pass the ball anymore. And the other guys, you have to slow down a bit. And so it's it's really just who, however they first come to me, and then I understand that, meet them where they're at, and then help harmonize these frequencies for them. Because oftentimes, there's such tone deaf in a frequency that I'm like a DJ, a real proper DJ, where I bring the next track along and bring them there, yet a good DJ does it where it's real slow and you don't stop dancing. So if I'm a DJ and they're too far over here in the masculine, I just don't tell them to be feminine. No, I go real slow, right? And all of a sudden I bring a little treble, a little bass, I'm moving you over in this track. No. And then I do the same thing with the other side. And that's, that's my dance. I tell them that I'm their Sherpa and we're going on a journey and pack your bags and here we go. <laughs> and here we go. <laughs> uh, Angelo, I, I, I just love your, love your energy and love your vibe. It's, it's coming from such a, I can tell from such an authentic place and you know, it's yeah, I, I'm digging in and I'm liking it. It's awesome, Angelo. I appreciate you seeing me how I wish to be seen, King. You, I want to dive right back to the beginning of this, where you said you moved from Chicago to California, because there's a story behind that. And I and I want you to just let loose as, as Angelo, the dad and, and the father and the husband, and, and let us in on this, that adventure, because it sounded epic. <laughs> September 1st, 2019, I was sitting in a, it was a Sunday, I will never forget this day. And I, my wife couldn't come with me anymore, but every Sunday we would go do hot yoga. She was just about to have my son two days later. So they would have been cooking that kid if she was doing yoga at that time, at least hot yoga. Anyway. So I'm sitting in there in the, the, the class and I love to get to hot yoga real early. I'm the guy that gets his spot, sets it all up, you know, make sure everything's real nice and proper. And then I lay down. And a feeling came over me about being a father, where my passion was in my life, and my father. Once I was willing, able to let go of my father's methods, I started thinking about his lessons and what he really wanted for me. And he wanted me to be, wanted me to stand up for myself, be bold, courageous and live an inspiring life on my terms. And Guy Sisko taught me the best way that he knew how. And I realized that that is what I was going to teach my son in my way. At that point, I realized that my son was going to be born into this world of that of CrossFit where he would see me work one or two hours a day and playing around 
and really believing that that was real life. And men teach by modeling. That's why do as I say, not as I do is the worst phrase I've ever heard any father tell his son. <laughs> Believe me, my dad gave me that verse. So, and then I felt like, man, how can I go and do this in front of my son? What would that be? And I realized that letting go of this CrossFit identity and stepping fully into LVP and working with men and building this was very inspiring. And then two days later, I, I was so excited about it. Two days later, my son was born. About a month went by. And then I spoke with my wife and uh, further about this. And I said, when I do this, we step into this. We could live anywhere we want. Do you want to live in Chicago? Do you want to raise our son where we are? And we've been coming to SoCal and San Clemente for quite a while. We love San Clemente. It's like 1960 Americana. Like where I where I live. Oh, like just imagine the Kennedys and like that. I love that Mad Men era. You know, not so much the womenizing, but just... You know, where people are walking around smoking a cig, you pour you a drink, the block, everyone knows each other. And the met, you know, I just love all of it. I, I grew up in that type of world. I really, I find my nervous system finds comfort and peace there. And San Clemente is where I live, you know, is a little small surfer community. I mean, San Clemente is a, is a bigger city, but where I live, I'm three quarters of a mile from the ocean. Everyone on my block knows each other. On 4th of July, it's like the sandlot. We have a block party. People are having water balloon fights. I have a lime tree in my yard. Gary down the street has tangerines. When I get too many limes, I give him limes. He gives me tangerines. Like, I love that sort of life. When my son down the block or possibly in the street a little bit, someone grabs Santi and says, come on, what are you doing? Like, I love when there's a community to, to support family. I, I tell people all the time, I'm the people's champ. I take care of the street, so the street takes care of me. And San Clemente is that way. And I was telling everyone in October that I was going to move to California. And I, even on Christmas Day, I cooked my wife's family and my family dinner for about 20 people. And before everyone left, we stood in front of everyone and told them that we were moving to California in 2020, in the summer of 2020. And everyone thought we were nuts. Of course, everyone thinks I'm a bit crazy because I'm very much... Uh, I'd like to declare. I feel that uh, the gods favor those who declare and who are bold. And the ones that don't want to declare. Uh, what I mean by declare is I told everyone that I was going to have a party on 4th of July in 2020 at my new house. I even invited my best friend. And I and I this was in February of 2020. Okay. And and uh, the, the cards fell where they, they went, and all I did was let go of any how that I had, so therefore I could be present, and I played the game the, the way that COVID and all these things played with my, my previous business and all that stuff, and sure enough, when I wasn't attached to the house, the divine God showed up and gave me the house, and now we're here. And we've been here just over a year, and it's been an epic adventure. 
it's and and what I mean by adventure is adventures are scary, right? Adventures are thrilling. You know, they're they're everything. Have I doubted myself? Oh my goodness, I've sat alone and cried. I've cried with my wife. I've cried with my friends. If I had cry of triumph, oh my goodness, there's so many. And it's been an absolute adventure. And now my son gets to live right over here. We've been so fortunate during this time where, yes, people have been fearful of certain things and outside stuff. We're not immune to the chaos that's been happening. Yet the small little pocket where I live has been very supportive of each other as people. And to keep the dignity of the people and keep people together is what I always believe is the recipe to succeed. The more that we are divided, the less chance we have of coming together to survive anything. You know, just look at history, Great Depression or anything like that. It's This is beyond just this moment in time historically. And so it's been an absolute beautiful time and like I said, 100% vulnerable, you know. Also, you know, just doubting myself. Guys, also, too, moving from where I was in Chicago to Orange County financially. you got to be kidding me. You know what I mean? Just, you know, finance, just all the things, you know what I mean? Just running into this new business, living in California, all the things, all the variables, and at the same time, I'm fulfilling my role as a father. My son gets to see me be inspired and see me go through an adventure in real time because, man, he's not going to believe that life is what you would call it. Like in the song, We Are the Champions, it's been no bed of roses, no pleasure cruise. And I didn't want him to grow up in a world thinking that it was just easy. Look at what, I wouldn't know the difference. I don't know. I want my son to see those mornings that I wake up and I'm out of the house before he gets up some days. I really do. I want him to see that. I want him to see me come home and not just see me laughing and giggling sometimes. I like when he sees me busted. And then when he gives me the hug and kiss because he knows that that's what I need, that's that to me is better than him seeing me be a highlight <laughs> reel. You know, I have three daughters and my oldest daughter's nine. Ooh. And yeah, I'll talk about feminine energy. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> but but my oldest one, nine, she's like, she's such a listener. And, you know, over these last little while of just the way me and Aaron have been communicating and going back and forth. And we've kind of been more open and more raw with our feelings and, and how we show up. And yet we still, you know, show up as hardworking and, and like we both work and, and all this, but we still at the same time show up a little broken sometimes. And, and my, and Anna, the other night when I was reading her stories to bed, well, I, I won't get into it because it's going to make me cry, but she pulled out like one of the, like, just you know the slow hand touch and just dad it's gonna be okay and and i was just reading her a story how she knew i needed that it was it was weird (laughs) children speak energy because it's instinctual you can't lie what people do is they use words they use they use their humanness 
this prefrontal cortex to try to outthink that we're animals. But two thirds of our brain are animals. We're transmuting a frequency, even if the words we speak are not aligned. And, and it's beautiful that she saw that in you. And the only reason that she was able to act on it is because of your example, King. That, that's what I want to say, Angelo. It's like she's learning something, right? Like that, it, that's why I almost want to cry is because it makes me feel good that she knows how to, to read that energy and be like, it's going to be okay, you know, like, or, or whatever. She knew what I needed. I don't know why the hell you're holding the cry back, bro. At least give us a tear or two. Shit, I think it's beautiful. Like, you know what I mean? Like, recognize yourself and how beautiful that is, King. Rejoice. Because the crying is a moment of recognition. And if a man denies crying, he denies himself. And then what usually happens is he denies receiving in other areas of their lives. Yeah. It's so weird. It's, it's so weird when you hold something in that it squishes out something else, you know, <laughs> and it's usually you hold in the bad or you don't, you know, you don't release and let that emotions go. It's, it usually comes out bad from somewhere else. Yes. I just did a show recently called The Ultimate Ejaculation. <laughs> yeah. And I, I try to help men realize that crying is no different than ejaculating. It's your feelings ejaculating. What men think ejaculation is, is only physical from their testicles. Emotional ejaculation, emotional release is through the eyes, it's through crying. Why would you deny yourself? Right. If I told a man, would you would you want to deny yourself that? No, they would do it. And then what I get from a lot of men is, oh, I cry, but I cry by myself. What do you want? To, what's better, sex or masturbating? No, you want to cry with other people. It actually is better, isn't it? Right? With people that you love, that you could trust, and all that good stuff. So let it out, bro. You could trust me. You're safe, too. I love it. I cry all the time from anyone, anything. What do you say? Yeah, the, the emotion intel, emotional intelligence part. I just hope my kids can learn it better than I did. Because I'm 44 years old and, and, you know, didn't quite learn the skills that I needed to get through a lot. <laughs> I got to tell you, Blaine, no bullshit. You don't look like you're 44. I was going to say, dude, you must be 35, 30, like me. You know, good for you. Whatever you've been eating, drinking, or not drinking and not eating, keep doing it. Keep it going. <laughs> yeah. It's it's the Canadian winters. They keep me uh, fresh. <laughs> hey, do you, I know you're right into like breath work and all that stuff, but are, do you do the, you do, must do the cold bass and the Wim Hof cold stuff too, do, don't you? I, I have a lot of different practices. At this point now, I, I do not have such a structured routine that I once did. I'm, Bruce Lee has a great quote is, you learn the routines long enough that you don't, and you, you learn them, but then you, you do not stick to them. And like, you know what I mean? But I love the hot, there are periods where I'll go sauna and cold shower every day for a month. 
Because I don't let it go. But yet, what I what I keep a tab on is I understand now what are masculine self, what's masculine self-care, what's feminine self-care. And then I take inventory of me and then I give myself wherever I need harmony. So if I've been slacking off from stepping into my masculine consistently or not training as much, or if I feel myself doubting myself, I go back to the cold more because the cold helps you feel death. And the more that you could accept death, the more self-esteem you have. You could just, you know that, because that's what that is. It trains your it, it trains that part of you spiritually to accept death. That's why I love things like the cold. So it's a very masculine teacher. It zaps you into your present. And then the further I've gone in the cold is I've actually learned or what I train myself to do is smile the entire time I'm in it. So then I develop even a deeper sense of embracing it versus detaching from it because you can go sit in a cold water plunge and detach your mind from it and have a frown to me that's really easy but go in there and smile and cosmic giggle and chuckle the whole time your next level and so i do i play with cold i do a lot of different breathing stuff my i mean i i I've taken it to the edge my wife has had to wake me up from passing out a few times i'm not gonna lie uh, God bless this woman. She's absolutely beautiful. I've done a lot of good breathing stuff. I do yoga. I do. I play jujitsu. I love to swim. I strength train. You know, it's all different. It's 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 whatever I feel like my body needs. So, like for instance, today I, I play jujitsu. I, I knew I was playing jujitsu. So when I woke up early this morning, I did a thirty-minute breath work followed by. 10 to 15 minutes of stretching. And that I would call a more feminine start because I knew that I was going to go harmonize with the masculine practice of jujitsu, right? Sometimes I'll go and lift weights, which is rather masculine, rather hard. And then maybe in the evening, I'll do something more feminine based, right? To, to play with that stuff. And so yeah, I, I really am a, um, I'm a big advocate of everything. And I also trust too that what all of us love deep down is novelty. And so being able to, to look at different things. I also, as I've grown older, I've appreciated tobacco more. And when, if anyone digs deeper on this subject, not just smoking it, there's other ways of using tobacco. If, if anyone studies like psychedelics or anything along those lines, in the Amazon, the mother plant is ayahuasca, yet the father plant is tobacco. It's a very ceremonial, sacred thing. It's not like Philip Morris burning cools like if anyone uh, has ever seen that tobacco is held in very high regard and so i've been fortunate enough that i've been around some great shamans and teachers in that area to learn how to respect it right because very rarely is the tool or technology the problem it's usually the user right fire 
was the first technology that we really discovered. Fire is absolutely wonderful. It keeps us warm. It cooks our food. You know, it gives us light. And fire can burn down your house. What's the problem? The way someone uses it, right? And it's the same thing with a lot of these different things. And so I do my best, like I say, is I'm an energy DJ. I do it to myself so I can help do it to others because what we're searching for is harmony. And when you get to harmony, you're with, it's divine. It's like the most beautiful place. You're present. You trust yourself. It's when everything is, is firing. And in order for me to be able to serve to the level of which I know I'm capable of, I must be harmonizing myself to the best of my abilities. And I take it very seriously. That's why I say I must be. It's something I give a lot of intention to. So at the end of my workday, I have something I call a recognition ritual. So before I step into the house, I recognize at least one thing that I am proud of for myself about how I did my job today. And I sit there. And I sit there in a moment of gratitude for where I live, what I accomplish for the day. And I give that to myself every single day. And what helps me realize is I find the small things. Because if I'm only waiting for the home runs, I will more than likely not appreciate the small things. And then I will go on thinking that I never actually accomplished anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those, those little small things that get you to that big thing. Yeah. You could, you could be waiting a long time for those big things and it could just like deter you and make you like not want to keep striving and getting there. But if you're, if you're looking and, and trying to find those small things to be grateful for. Gratitude is the fuel life king. I mean, don't get me wrong. Anger is uh, gratitude is like hybrid anger is nitrous oxide will it get some things done you betcha but it's not uh not a good place to be long term <laughs> it could really burn you out quick <laughs> angelo man this has been so awesome give a shout out where like where can people find more about what you got going on because after this i i think you're gonna have I want to know where to go. Like, I want to keep on diving into Mr. Angelo Cisco. Yeah, so I am Alpha Hippie. I am AlphaHippie.com and all the, the beautiful social channels. We we primarily play a lot on Instagram these days, and that seems to be the most potent social channel right now. And our website has more information and anywhere you can listen to fine or fine podcasts and all that good stuff. I, my Instagram is Angelo underscore Cisco, and that's where you get a little bit more of me and some of the fun things that I love in life. And I'm very diligent at answering. I don't, I, I do very little posting yet. I do for Alpha Hippie or myself. I don't, I don't do any of the posting. What I spend the most time in if I'm on social media is in direct messages. Yep. The networking so and the any, where it's at. Right. Like I, I want to talk to people. I just want to 
show people that my life is better than theirs. Like, I'm just, I don't care. You know what I mean? I, I love connecting and having conversations. So if there's anyone that has any questions, anyone has any feedback, and what I mean by feedback too is not just flattery. Oftentimes people ask for feedback, and if you give them something that isn't flattery, they, they get upset. No, you give me the truth about any anything that you're experiencing or anything that I'm putting out and then your experience of it. I, I want to hear from everyone. That's where I spend. Like I said, if I'm not, if I open up that Diablo app, I it is uh what I'd love to do is I check the messages. I I very rarely check the 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 notifications and so yeah. Yeah, and so I really love those type of things and interactions with people because I want to connect with people. I want I want to understand them. I want them to understand me because so much of where I really believe there is any sort of misunderstanding is in lack of context. And I want people to have a contextual understanding of me and I want to have a contextual understanding of other people because once there's context, there's very little conflicts. And so I, I, I really, you know, from that way, I don't have all the answers. I don't pretend to. I just have my experiences to share. And I do my best to teach and guide from my heart. And yeah. It shows, man. It shows. Thanks. Like this, you you did not disappoint. And and I got goosebumps. <laughs> it's It's awesome. Thank you very, very much, man. No, Dwayne, my pleasure. And if there's anything I could do to serve you or your wonderful and perfect parent community, I am, I would be honored. Just let me know how I could serve and support you guys and, and anyone that listens at any time. And what you're doing and expressing yourself in such an honest, vulnerable manner and really owning your time in this world and being able to share it with other people is a very bold and courageous act. And I want to give you your props and recognition just for that as well, King. I appreciate you, how you show up in this world. Thank you very much. My pleasure. Have a good one. All right, everybody. Thank you for making it to the end. I super appreciate each and every one of you who listens. I hope you get as much out of this adventure as I do. Remember to hit that subscribe button, and if you could leave a rating and a review, that would be awesome, because it helps the show reach more parents who may just need to hear this. Then head over and join the Facebook group, type TIP Podcast in the search bar. This is where we will build our community and share our stories so we can learn from each other and not feel all alone, but receive support and encouragement to embrace being perfectly imperfect. Thanks so much, everyone. We got this.